Another episode of Talking with Tigglesworth. This is Mike, your host, your host with the most. And I'm here for the last show of 2020. Can you believe that? You know, it's been five months now since we started this little podcast called Talking with Tigglesworth. And this is probably show 14 or so, I think 14. And it's been pretty exciting so far. We've had many discussions on here. I've gotten feedback. I've gotten tweets. I've gotten emails. I've gotten people telling me in session that this has been helpful for them. And I think I mentioned this before, that it's kind of an extension of that therapy. And that's that's what I'm doing it for. I want to continue this this year and into the new year of doing these podcasts with new and exciting changes and some interviews and and all sorts of things like that. So if you're watching or if you're listening, and watching might be a, a future thing for us, but if you're listening, continue to do so, continue to share this. I'm on all kinds of platforms now. I'm on Amazon, on Kindle, on Pandora now, on Google, on Stitcher, on Apple, and uh, Spotify, and a bunch of other places that you might be listening to me with right now. So again, thank you for the support and thank you for the encouragement to continue to do this. And as always, as always, we're going to talk about self-care, right? And what do you do for your self-care? Christmas time was a good time for me and the family to kind of just reset the clock and spend some time together and readjust to things. Didn't do too, too much. You know, holidays with with COVID was a little different than holidays normally. So we uh, kind of relaxed and chilled. I think I went on a boat once last, last week, but that's okay. Went fishing, didn't catch anything. Too much wind, but that's okay. Started focusing again on the North Shore Braves. That's right, the baseball team that I'm creating. 10-year-old baseball team. So if you haven't liked us on Facebook yet, go to at North Shore Braves and give us a like, give us a follow. Uh, You can tweet us at NS Braves and then um, email us at nsbraves at gmail.com. That will work too. So um, what have you been doing for your self-care? Have you been relaxing? Have you been going to the gym? Have you been going fishing? Have you been going anywhere? Have you been sheltering in place? What have you been doing? And so it's a time right now with Christmas just passing us up. And New Year's about to be here. I'm recording this on the 29th of December. So New Year's is about to be here. Don't know when you're going to listen to this, but if you're listening to it in the New Year, Happy New Year to you. If you're listening to this to before the New Year, then New Year's is coming up for you. So what are you doing? for self-care and how are you handling these holidays? 
holidays can be a tough time for people. Holidays can cause people to have depression, cause people to have anxiety, can cause people to have all sorts of different issues. And one issue that comes up when people are getting together and spending time with their loved ones, one of the things that comes up for people is boundaries, families crossing boundaries. Now, if you have one of those families that are like in the Hallmark movies where everyone loves each other and everyone respects each other and everyone is hunky-dory and, you know, even if we haven't seen mom and dad and grandparents in 10 years, all the animosity drops as soon as you walk out the door and walk into the living room and, and smell those fresh brownies from grandma or those cookies from mama. But in normal life, people cross boundaries and people set boundaries. And sometimes people don't know how to set boundaries with their families and it causes conflict. And even somebody like me, who is supposed to be well-versed in this as a therapist, there's a lot of boundaries that need to be set with my family as well. So that's what got me thinking about setting these boundaries and how to tell when someone is crossing your boundaries. So what are some boundaries that we do have? So we have physical boundaries. We have intellectual boundaries. We have emotional boundaries. We have sexual boundaries. We have material boundaries. We have time boundaries. And so all of those boundaries are things that can make us or break us in our relationships, right? And so a physical boundary, it refers to someone's personal space or personal touch, right? Don't touch me. Don't get in my bubble. We talk about that. We uh, In the military, we say that a lot. You're in my bubble. Or in school, you say that a lot too. You're in my bubble. Uh, boundaries include awareness of what's appropriate and what is not right in various settings and in relationships. So, for example, at work, you know, if you work in an office or you work, uh, it depends where you work. If you work in an office, do you shake hands with your with your boss and, and your employees, or do you fist bump them, or do you what do you do? So that's a boundary. My dog's coming in on me right now, and he's disturbing me. Go, 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 go. When you're at work, do you allow your employees to give you a hug or shake your hand or fist bump you? When you are at an event, is it okay then to give somebody a, a hug or a fist bump or whatever? So bound, physical boundaries change based off of where you're at, right? So if someone is too close in your boundaries, they may violate you. Um, they may touch you. Uh, they may say something to you. That invades your space. For example, going through your bedroom, right? You have a family over for the holidays and they walk into your bedroom and uh, just start going through your shit. Or you have your, your family over and they start yelling at your kids. Like, is that a boundary, right? Is that their role to, to, to discipline your kids? And for some families it is and so other families it's not. So that's a boundary that you have to, you have to set for yourself. And setting boundaries with family members it, it, it's it's a hard thing to do, right? So when someone doesn't respect your boundaries, what you what you can do is you can tell them again, hey, this is something that I don't like. This is a boundary that I don't want you to cross. I want you to follow it. So, for example, if in the example of yelling at your kids, if <clears throat> mom or dad come over or sister or brother come over and they start jumping on your kids about something, is that their role? Are they doing it in a constructive manner? Or are they doing it in a manner that tears the kids down? And, and if they're doing it in a manner that tears the kids down, then maybe 
that's a boundary that they're crossing and you need to address it by saying, Hey, look, don't yell at my kids. Um, this is their house. They need to feel comfortable here. Uh, if the boundaries are repeatedly disregarded or if someone is not able to respect your boundary, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes walking away from a relationship for at least a period of time is necessary. So if you have a family member that comes over and, and they disrespect your boundaries and you've tried to tell them in the past and you're not hearing it, then maybe uh, saying, hey, no more, no more coming over to spend the night for a while. No more going places with with the kids if uh, if you can't uh, respect them as people, you know. So understanding that your needs are important. That's that's one of the. One of the first steps here setting these boundaries is that often people, they're going to avoid building boundaries because they're they're afraid of hurting the other person. And despite the fact that the other person does not appear to give them the same courtesy. And this could be true with family members, neighbors, can be true with anyone that's close to you. And it's important that you tell them this is what you need for them to be in your life. And uh, if they want to keep that relationship going, then they're going to respect that boundary. And if they don't want that relationship to uh, to keep going, then they're not going to respect that boundary. And like I said before, sometimes you got to walk away from um, from relationships, even with your family. And so it's kind of like that old song. You got to you got to know when to hold it, know when to fold it. Right. Know when to walk away and know when to run. What's another type of boundary? The intellectual boundaries. Right. We see that at work all the time. Intellectual boundaries are your ideas and um you're respecting other people's ideas and, and listening to them during the discussion and they're respecting your ideas. And so you go to your boss and you tell them, Hey, I got this great idea for this project and uh, here it is. And then the next thing you know, they're presenting that idea to their boss as theirs. Well, that's crossing an intellectual boundary right there. Right. And so also being aware of the discussions you should have at work and, and with your friends. So, for example, some friends don't talk about politics because of the fact that it's so contentious that they don't want to cross a boundary. They don't want the other person to see them differently. So, therefore, they don't do it. Um, and other people would do. So, me and my friend cross the street. We can we can crack open a bottle and drink some whiskey and shoot the shit and talk about whatever. And And we know we have a mutual respect for each other. That even if we disagree, boundaries aren't going to be crossed there because we're just stating how we feel. But we have that relationship that we've built over the last three years, whereas someone else may join the conversation and we don't know them as well. We may not have that same conversation in front of that person. That's crossing an intellectual boundary, knowing the intellectual boundary there. So there's emotional boundaries as well, right? And that's kind of going hand in hand with the families is where we refer to that person's feelings. So the healthy boundaries include limitations on when to share. So if your parents come over and they, they start to, to tell you how to live your life and, and tell you uh, what you're doing wrong. And, and, and then when they do that, then they go somewhere else and tell other people, your business, that's crossing an emotional boundary there. And so sharing that information with others, it, it can be troublesome. And so makes you think just because you're related to someone, does that mean that that you have to have a relationship with them if if they continue to cross the boundaries? Um, emotional boundaries can be also violated when someone criticizes or belittles or invalidates another person's feelings. 
And so in this in this time we have right now where emotions are high and, you know, the election was just over and um, New Year's coming up and got COVID. And some people some people think that the government's going too far. Some people think they're not going far enough. Some people want the government to take care of them. And other people are saying, just let me open my damn business up. So it causes a lot of areas for us to be able to, to be critical of each other which can cross emotional boundaries with people. So how do we set that boundary? How do we make sure that they know what it is? And we have to be firm, but we got to be kind as well, right? So when we're firm, we're setting the boundary. It doesn't mean that we have to be mean or mean-spirited or anything like that. It just means that we have to set the boundary, build the boundary, and, and, and tell those family members or tell those people in our life that it could be more effective to do it with kindness than anger. So if they don't want to hear you, if you try to call them up and say, hey, this is bothering me. Um, this is what you do that is is troublesome to me. And they get angry or defensive. It's only going to keep them and cause them to lash out at you, right? So if you can be kind about it and say, when you're over here, I have I have uh, an issue that we need to, re- to resolve. And um, this is this is the issue. Now, it doesn't mean they're going to take it and, and like it. And some people won't even hear it because they're so caught up in their own in their own heads that they don't hear it. But at least you're setting it and they know it's there and there's grounds for natural consequences should they break it. Because it's not about you changing their behavior. It's about you being assertive enough to tell them this bothers me. And in order to be in my life, this is something that I don't want to have happen to me. Now, they have a choice. They can continue to do that. um, And you can choose to to be in their life or not. Or they can say, you know what? If this is bothersome to you um, and I do value our relationship and I want to be with you or I want to be involved with you or I want to have a, a good working relationship with you, whatever the relationship consists of then I'm going to choose to do a different action while I'm around you. And if that's the case, then great. Then you can have a relationship with them. But if that's not the case, then sometimes you might need to just walk away from that relationship. But we also have to keep our expectations realistic, right? So is it realistic to to agree to attend Thanksgiving dinner at a family member's house when you know that they're going to battle you and belittle you and the entire time that you're there, they're going to be taking jabs at you? So is that realistic do you really think okay if i show up this year that's not going to happen and if you don't have any indicators that saying they, they change their ways then maybe your expectations are not realistic for that particular gathering um and so if you give in and you attend the family events or you seek out activities situations where you and the other person are going to be together and the opposite is happening you're not setting the boundary and keeping the boundary you are you're feeding into whatever situation they have and and then they're going to act accordingly. They're going to act the same way. So you have to be realistic with yourself about uh, how much time feels tolerable to be with that person. And so in, in some cases, maybe it's only, I'm only going to go there for dinner portion and we'll eat dinner and I'll depart. You can't expect them to leave early. You might need to leave early or if it's their house, obviously you're going to have to leave early. Now, if it's your house, you can set the boundary that says we're going to show up for 1130. We're going to eat lunch at 1145 and by one o'clock, everyone's going to be gone. If that's what you're setting, that's what you're setting. But be realistic in that 
that what you're what you're trying to accomplish is doable. Don't go to your family's house if if there's a if there's conflict there with someone and and expect that you're going to sit there all day and that they're going to be the one to leave because you're setting the boundary. They may not want to fulfill that boundary or they may not want to respect that boundary. Therefore, they may not leave and you can't control that. You can't control them. You can only control yourself. So with that, as we touched on earlier, be willing to walk away right from a relationship or being willing to walk away from family gatherings um, for a period of time. And, and I've had people in my life do this where they they don't go to family gatherings anymore or they didn't go for many years. And now they go just for the dinner portion or just for the lunch portion or just to give out the gifts. And then they depart or they, they only come into town for a weekend instead of staying an entire week at someone's house or with someone or something like that. So when someone's being toxic in your life, you have options. And sometimes we forget that we have options with our family. And I always ask my, I always ask my patients this. I say, Hey, if this person wasn't related to you, would you, would you have a relationship with them? And nine times out of 10, it's no, the, the person that if it was not related to them, they would not have a relationship with. It's not because of the person. It's because they don't like that personality, that personality type, and they don't they don't enjoy the interaction that they have with that person. And the only commonality they have is that they're related to that person. So when you're in that situation, you might feel that you want to defend yourself. But if if you're if your family, if it's difficult in your family to to make that um, tell people, hey, this is bothering me. Uh, and, it, and it's going to make you look like the bad guy. Like if you stop walk, if you stop coming to the events or you stop coming to the gatherings, it's going to make you look like the bad guy or make you feel bad for blowing up on, on the, uh, the people that's been toxic for you for hours. The best thing to do is just leave, right? If you, instead of going through that trouble and, and instead of going through that fight, just leave the situation that way you can, um, you can avoid that. So keep in mind that, you are in charge of what you do. No one else can make you do anything or feel anything. And I always have patients tell me this. Well, she makes me feel this way or he makes me feel this way or they make me feel this way. And I tell them and people don't want to hear it, but I tell them and I got to remind myself of this sometimes, too, because I'll slip up and say, you, you, you making me feel bad or you making me feel sad or whatever. But I'm in charge of me. Right. You can't make anyone do anything or feel anything. You are only in charge of what you maintain or not maintain and whether you maintain your boundaries or not maintain your boundaries. So when you're at that family gathering and it's difficult, um, your uncle says something derogatory about your job. Say you're working, um, I don't know, pick a pick a place. Say you're working at ABC Sign Company and your uncle thinks that your job is is not very productive or doesn't do anything for the for the human condition. And he talks about your job. And when you tell him to stop, he makes fun of you. Or he says something about how you're never going to be good at taking a joke. Um, so right now, you have two choices at that moment, right? You have two choices. You can either pretend that everything is fine and, and that you can say something like that crosses the line. Um, or if you're going to continue, I'm just going to go leave. So you can, you can do one of those things where um, it establishes what is and what is not okay. And it puts consequences action on the family member because if they choose to continue, then you're going to leave. And then if they want to have a relationship with you and you're leaving, they're not going to be able to do that. Um, 
or you can say it crosses the line or you can say nothing. Right. And if you say nothing, you're going to pretty much get everything of the same. So there's a good quote that I used to use from a, my fourth grade teacher. And um, I don't think she's listening to this, but if she is, she you know was in Louisiana. So it's a possibility she might hear this. Uh, Ms. Wilbratt at Estelle Elementary in Marrero, Louisiana. Ms. Wilbratt always used to have this sign on the wall that said, you keep doing what you're doing, you keep getting what you're getting. And that is good or bad, right? Good or bad, you keep doing good, you'll keep getting good. You keep doing bad, you'll keep getting bad. You keep allowing people to run you over, they'll keep running you over. You keep you, you set clear, concise boundaries with people and you let them know that this is what I expect. And if you want to be in my life, then please follow it then you probably have better relationships with people. But being direct like that is 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 going to make sure that the boundary sticks. Whereas if you're dropping hints and you're being passive aggressive about your boundary, um, that's going to be, that's not a good way to do it because anyone that understands um, what you're doing, they have a choice to, to be careless about it because you're just dropping hints. You're not necessarily saying, you're, you're saying, well, maybe we shouldn't do that. Maybe we shouldn't say this or... That instead of saying, you know what, I don't like when you say, it. I don't like when you say that, I don't like when you do that. Instead of staring at them when they're in your refrigerator digging through your shit and, and you don't want them to do that, instead of just looking at them and glaring at them, how about you say, hey, look, the party food is out on the counter, uh, please stay out of the refrigerator so that um, I can keep my stuff for the week, whatever. So be explicit about what is okay and what is not okay. That way they understand what the boundaries are. You have to take care of yourself though, right? So when you take care of yourself, and this goes back to everything that we talk about with self-care. Self-care is going to set you up to be able to do setting boundaries in an appropriate way. And so self-care, you're going to be willing to set up and stick to your boundaries. If you're happy about yourself, if you care about yourself, if you feel that you are important and your boundaries are important and it can help motivate you to make sure that your boundaries are defined and that they know that they're being observed, right? So if your mom or your dad comes over and you told them before to stop yelling at, yelling at your kids, well, they know that you're going to be watching out for it. And when you're in the other room, if your kids are in the kitchen getting some food, making sandwiches or something, and then they start yelling at them about eating all the sandwich meat and they don't know you're there, they might try to cross that boundary. But if you're there and they know that you're looking at them and they know that you're on top of it, uh, they may not be trying to cross that boundary. Um, and if they continue, you ask them to leave. Uh, occasionally taking the time to care about yourself, first and foremost, is is people think, you know, they get in their head and they say, well, I can't be selfish. I can't take care of myself. But if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of other people because you yourself need to be cared for and in and, and, and the right mind frame in order to care for other people, especially, especially, especially. When you're dealing with difficult family members, it's very important to maintain your boundaries and to have your self-care. So before you go to that family event for New Year's or for the next birthday or the next holiday, <laughs> do some self-care. Go fishing, do some yoga, do some meditation, go hunting, go bowling, go skating, whatever whatever helps you. Write, write a book, write a story, take a bath, take a shower. Whatever helps you learn to be assertive and taking care of yourself that's what's going to help you to maintain and hold these boundaries. And so some people uh, get away from being difficult because no one stands up to them. Right. And that that's been the case in, in some of my examples with some people that I know in my life, whereas for years upon years, upon years, upon years, upon years, everyone would say, well, this person's going to going to act like this. So and we know how they're going to react if we tell them that they're 
they're acting like this. So we're just going to accept it because we know how we we know how this person is. We know what this person is going to say. We know that this person is going to leave if 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 we tell them that we're not happy about what they're doing. We know this person is going to just storm out the room. So instead of saying that bothers us, we just eat it and eat it and eat it. And we're not being very assertive because of the fact that you think that they're going to react badly and they may react badly, but you still have a choice whether you say it or not. Think about this, whether, you know, you have you, your dad seems to enjoy cutting you down or your cousins seem to tease you crossing the line and they go too far a lot of times when you have family gatherings. Um, simply being assertive and telling people what you need and what you want can be enough to set the boundary. So dad, I'd appreciate it if you stopped talking about how much I gain weight or dad, I'd appreciate it if you stopped talking about how old my shoes are or whatever the case may be. You know, your cousins may be ripping you and you can you can tell them, hey, that I don't like when you do that. Stop doing it. But if you're not if you're not assertive, if you don't believe in yourself, if you don't have good self-care to be direct, to be assertive, then you're not going to you're not going to stand up for yourself. And that's the key here. You have to stand up for yourself. So to kind of go back and and to clarify, when you're talking about these boundaries, you're talking about what I got to do to make sure that I feel good about myself. And so whether that's a material boundary, like talking about money and possessions, and, you know, we agree in a relationship, we agree on how much money we're going to spend, how much is appropriate to lend someone. So if your family calls you up and asks you for some money for a car, um, and you know that that they probably can't afford that car anyway and uh, that they're only going to use your money for it and 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 it's going to put them in more debt it's probably not the best thing for you to contribute to that it doesn't mean that they're not going to get the car because they probably will but it means that you didn't contribute to that because you didn't want to be a part of helping them get into that debt um don't don't do it if you don't want to right don't go don't go in the morning to meet them if you know that they're going to ask you for money or don't go, don't go to the car lot with them. If you know that they're going to ask you for money. So material boundaries are violated when someone steals or damages another person's possession, which that can, that can happen too. When, when you ask, they ask to lend you money or you ask, they ask you to lend them money and then maybe they have an intention of paying you back, but they don't. And then you see it as, well, they stole money from me. Um, that's crossing a material boundary, right? Another boundary to, to, before we start closing this up is, is a time boundary. And I don't think people see that very often. I don't think people see time boundaries as something that's being crossed, but it is. It's a big thing that people cross is, is have a healthy time boundary, right? So you have to set aside time, enough time uh, for each thing in your life, such as your work, your relationships, your hobbies. And if you have someone in your life that is always trying to suck that up. And I don't mean like, okay, you have a two-year-old and you need them to, they need you to take care of them. That's your job. You're near their parent, right? So your time boundaries when you have small kids are going to be different than when your kids are 16, 17, 20 years old. But you have to set that boundary. So if you only have an hour to spend with the neighbor helping them in their garden, you have to tell them, hey, I got an hour. Um, and, and if they, if they're not happy about that, they're not satisfied about that, then, then that's their issue. But you have to implement your boundaries and have them respect your boundaries. But we see this a lot with family, right? Where someone is asking you to take them to the store or someone's asking you to bring them to here and there. And, and it's not life, life emergencies. It's not things that they couldn't do on their own or that they couldn't get help with if they spread it out with other people. But it's, it's that they always want you to be there with them 
and you can't get your own stuff done. So I got, I got a few people that I work with that um, have trouble keeping job because they have so many family engagements. They have so many family engagements that maybe mom wants them to go to the grocery store on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and, and dad wants them to go to, to this place on this day and this day. And mom wants them to go do this and come to dinner and, and, and come eat dinner on Sundays and Wednesdays and Saturdays and go to church on Sundays and Fridays. And, and they don't have any time to do anything for themselves because mom and dad are constantly asking them to come do things with them and take them places. And then they start building up this resentment because they can't even go and get a dating life or they can't even go and find a job because of the fact that um, they're always involved with the parents. And so maybe at that case, they got to live with the parents because they don't uh, <laughs> they can't work because their parents always need to do something for them. And, and, and it's not because their parents are ill or sick. It's because their parents just want them around them and they, they're, they're, they want them to 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 spend their time with them. Because they don't have friends or they don't have whatever. And then this person here's life is basically dedicated to shuttling around mom and dad or going to the grocery with mom and dad and then living with mom and dad. Um, and then they can't they can't function on their own. So that creates that creates a, a time boundary that that needs to be addressed. And so I just want to kind of wrap this up a little bit with um, going over one more time, 10 little things that you can do to set these boundaries. Right. And so you can name your limits. You can listen to your feelings, right? How do I feel about this? So name your limits, right? That's one. Listen to your feelings. That's two. Be direct with them. That's three. Giving yourself permission. Give yourself permission. What does that mean? Give yourself permission to do the things that you like to do. Self-care. Give yourself permission to say no. Mom, dad, I would love to come help you today. However, I have to go apply for a job or I have to go to class today or I, I, I need a day for myself. So give you permission, give yourself permission to say those things to you, to to whoever is in your family. A lot of times it's moms and dads that, that cross these boundaries with their adult children. Practice being self-aware. Know when you're feeling hurt. Know when you're feeling sad. Know when you're feeling angry. Know when you're feeling happy because you got to know what those emotions are. So you have to ask yourself, talk to yourself, say, self, what am I feeling right now? And your body will tell you. If you have tightness in your chest, you have butterflies in your stomach, that's probably anxiety. If you're clenching your jaw, you're biting your nails, that's probably anxiety, right? If you're just feeling lonely and depressed and not wanting to get up off the bed or anything, that's probably depression, right? So listen to yourself. Consider your past and your present. Consider how being around this person, whoever this person is for you, has impacted you in the past. And consider how is it going to continue to impact you in the present if you do not set a boundary. If you let things go the way they are, what's going to happen in the past? I mean, what's going to happen in the present? What's going to happen in the future? Again, make self-care a priority, right? It's so important that I, I added it twice in this list. So practice self-awareness, um, but also make self-care a priority. Make sure that you do what you do because you like to do it. If you want to take a bath every morning at five o'clock in the morning and sit there till six, just letting the hot water heat you up, do it. Who cares? If you want to take a shower every every day for 20 minutes a day, do it. If you want to go outside and walk around and, and, and be barefoot in the grass, do it. Whatever makes you feel happy, whatever makes you get back to your center and who you are. I want you to find support. That's number eight. Find support from someone. Right. Whether it's a therapist, whether it's a uh, another family member who maybe struggles with the same thing or someone who you can who you can who you can talk to that can help you to work through those feelings for you. Find support. 
Number nine, be assertive. Make sure you set the limits. Make sure you're clear about the boundaries. Make sure that you say, this is what I need in my life. And if you want to be a part of my life, I'm asking you to follow this. Be assertive. I teach people to be assertive every day. And the last thing is start small, right? You can't come in. It's just like anything else, like weight loss. It's like dieting. It's like getting a new job. It's, it's, it's like learning to be a professional ball player. You can't just go from little league to big league overnight. You got to go little league. Then you got to go play maybe some travel ball. Then maybe you play middle school. Maybe you play high school. Then you play college. Then you can go to the big leagues, hopefully. Um, but you, you start small. So don't just go over there and say, you know what? If you tell me ever again to watch what I eat, I'm never going to see you again. That's a huge boundary to set, right? Because maybe that person's never had someone setting those boundaries for them. And, and maybe it's a learning opportunity for them as well. So you set small. You say, you know what? If you say negative things to me today, I'm going to remove myself today. And then I will follow up with you next week. That's a start in a, that's starting small. And that can help you to be able to be successful when you set these boundaries. So I hope that this helps you setting boundaries. Um, I had to remind myself of this this past week. And that's what kind of brought up this topic, setting boundaries. Take care of yourselves. I want you to reach out to a veteran-owned business, give them some support, especially local veteran-owned businesses near you because they need your support right now. Uh, my business is called Freedom Within LLC. Uh, you can reach me on Facebook at Freedom Within Therapy. Um, I'm on Twitter at Vet underscore Therapist. Find us, find the North Shore Braves at North Shore Braves. Give them a good like. Uh, they're on Twitter too at nsbraves20 and uh, gmail is um, nsbraves20 at gmail.com if you want to sponsor us you want me to mention your business name and you want to be a sponsor for our baseball team that's great as well take care of yourselves enjoy yourselves I wish I had a veteran's own business to give you today but no one's reached out with that I bet people have been busy with the holidays Uh, but now that the new year's starting up we're going to have some more hopefully some more people to talk about we're going to have some questions to be answered from some professionals and we're going to keep going and going and going and make this podcast even better in 2021. I want to wish you a happy new year. I want to make sure that you enjoy yourselves, do some self-care. I don't care if you do a resolution or not because most people don't follow them. Just come up with a self-care plan for yourself, something that you can follow and something that you can make your own. Take care of yourselves. The Colonel says, You have a good day now, Hill. See you later. Have a good day.